On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we hope to see a solid horror movie in Lee Wannell's remake of The Invisible Man. Sponsored by Miller Theatres. Wanna ring the bell? Alright. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking about The Invisible Man today. That we are. That we are. I, I'm anxious. I haven't, I haven't heard a word of what you have. You just saw it today. So yes. you haven't had a lot of time to to peruse the internet and see what they've said and, and all that. But I think I'm in the minority, but I have no idea where you are. So this will be interesting. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I, I don't really like the classic monster movies. So obviously when you talk classics, you're talking Wolfman, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, that kind of stuff. I just, I don't know. They just don't really resonate with me anymore. It kind of feels like uh, going back an episode or two. It kind of feels like, doing a horror version of the fantastic four like stuff that just doesn't quite work anymore because it's just so dated and maybe back in the day it was cool and and groundbreaking and stuff but that uh i mean how many we, we saw a really bad mummy movie with tom cruise um there was a not so good wolfman movie with benicio del toro back in the day it just seems like i don't know these things can't get re-envisioned very well so they did dracula dracula untold and i i really liked him as Dracula, then I thought they're bringing in, you know, the mummy, which is hard to do. I mean, the mummy's not scary. No, not at all. But they they did it. They did it in a different kind of way. They just they missed. Sure, um, they missed on that one, and then that kind of killed the whole universe that they were building. So was I guess I would have to go look at this. I feel like Dracula Untold came out before the whole dark universe nonsense happened where, you know, I, I thought Tom Cruise was supposed to kick off the dark universe. Cause you know, he had the mummy, but then in that they referenced uh, Jekyll and Hyde cause Russell Crowe was in there, but I didn't really think that they had established Dracula as part of that. So I guess I just saw that as like um, just a random one off Dracula movie as opposed to like trying to do the classical Dracula. No, I thought he was in it because they had at the end, you know, him in the modern world, and okay. uh, Tyrion still there in the modern world? Not Tyrion, Tywin. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> We're a little rusty on Game of Thrones, yeah, and I think I'm just more thinking of that, you know, now infamous picture of whatever magazine cover that was that had Russell Crowe and Javier Bardem and Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp, and you know, they tried to kick off this whole universe before the Mummy even launched. Uh, was and Luke, I just don't remember. Was Luke not in that? No, Luke was not in that. Oh, well, yeah. He would have been a good fit for that. I guess my point with even bringing any of that up is that I guess my expectations were a little, um, I guess, out of whack because I just don't typically like those classical monster movies. But then I could also tell from the trailer that this was going to try and do something different with it. So 
Um, I'm always a fan of like re-envisioning stuff, I guess, when possible, just to see if there's a different spin you could put on it. And normally, I guess, in those classical monster movies, I kind of feel like, at least as they grew over time, they always tried to make that main monster a little bit more sympathetic. Like they wanted you to kind of feel for uh, Dracula or feel for the Wolfman because everybody wants to go see that, but they don't necessarily want to be the bad guy. But in this case, it seemed like with the Invisible Man, they're like, no, forget it. The Invisible Man is just going to be a bad guy. Yeah, they just went full out bad guy. And not even, yeah. I mean, it's a guy in a suit opposed to him being an invisible man. So, yeah. So, yeah. But we can get Which, into all that in a minute. We haven't even kicked off the show yet. No, I know. It'll be it'll be interesting to talk about because <laughs> I, I have more thoughts. But, uh, yeah, I at least wanted to get that out there in terms of, you know, what my expectations were going into this. Just based on the concept of even, you know, the title, Invisible Man. But... Like you said, let's uh, let's go ahead and kick it over to our sponsor for this episode, Miller Theaters. This episode of Two Views Movies is proudly sponsored by Miller Theaters, your family-owned and operated hometown theater. Recently voted number one movie theater in eastern Jackson County. Come see us on Tuesdays for crazy discounts, including $5 movies all day long. Go big by selecting a showtime in our Lux Auditorium. It's our signature state-of-the-art auditorium with electric recliners, wall-to-wall iris screens, Dolby 7.1, and more. Check us out at MillerTheaters.com today. So thank you, Miller Theaters, over there at Blue Springs 8 uh, for sponsoring this episode. And they are also uh, doing something really cool for us. We have, we're giving away tickets to the New Mutants movie on April 2nd. So that's the uh, that's the Thursday uh, opening night. And so we are giving away 10 free tickets to that event that, that night. And uh, we're giving you all a chance to win those. So anybody who shares our episode and does a hashtag two views cannonball, we'll add cannonball. He's the first character that we're going to highlight. So this week will be, uh, will be cannonball. So two views cannonball, and you'll be entered in to win a, uh, win some tickets and uh we'll we'll be hosting that event so that that'll be fun so thank you uh miller theaters for throwing that in definitely and i think the plan is you know the people that win the tickets that come out to blue springs eight will be there some of our other friends will be there miller theaters has a bar there we can get some pre-game drinks in all go enjoy some new mutants maybe chat about it a little bit afterwards and and go on about our way but uh a nice, fun night, free movies, and always good to see a comic book movie. Yeah, well, it, this is a, a really good mix, and that's why I wanted this to be the movie that, that we do, because it's a comic book movie, but it's also a horror movie. And so it's like the first step into that world. But it, it's also, again, a hybrid of Fox that comes into Disney, you know, because it was sure. already in re uh, reshoots and trying to make it scarier, but then Disney bought it. And then they did some own their own tweaks to it. So no idea what's going to happen here or if this is even going to be part of the MCU or if it's separate. But I know uh, there was talks of having it be separate because they might want to use some of these characters later. But now it kind of sounds like they might be brought into the fold. So lots of lots of cool stuff with this movie that uh, I think appeals to a lot of different uh, different people out there. Yeah, and, and how perfect is it to have a bar there? You know, we get get a little bit of liquid courage in us. We go watch New Mutants. If it's terrible, then we drink it away. And if it's great, we have some celebratory <laughs> drinks. I mean, it, it just works out perfectly. Yeah, I think we'll do about a little uh, hour, uh, happy hour beforehand, and then I'll, I'll head into the movie. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I expect to see some uh, hashtag two views cannonball out there this week. And then hopefully you guys can win some tickets and come out and meet up with us on April 2nd. Yeah. Next week, we'll, we'll, we'll try it again. Give away some more tickets. So Absolutely. Are we ready to do this? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's dive into The Invisible Man. When Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. Directed by Lee Wanell, who wrote and directed Upgrade, as well as wrote and directed Insidious Chapter 3. And he was the writer behind Saul. Uh, actually, I think several of the Saws, but I think him and James Wan got together and wrote the original Saw. So that's a, a first good step into a filmography, I would say. Cast Elizabeth Moss, Aldous Hodge, Storm Reed, Harriet Dyer, Michael Dorman, and Oliver Jackson Cohen. Well, here we are. Moment of truth. You've already kind of let the cat out of the bag that uh, maybe you are not as in line with everybody else. And generally speaking, I haven't been online a whole lot because I hadn't seen it yet, but I feel like I've heard uh, positivity going around about this movie, which makes me think you might be slightly negative. Uh, I'm not as positivity as the the Twitterverse in IMDb and uh, Letterboxd has, that I've seen so far. Okay. So okay. I'm anxious to where, where you lie. Uh, I did want to point out before we fully dive in um, about the, the director commenting on the trailer about how... Um, People were saying, oh, great, now I've seen the trailer, I've seen the whole movie, thanks for that. And that he was really fighting to not put more content out on additional trailers. And Good. it's one of those, you know, how do you get enough, that balance between giving enough in uh, in the trailer to make you want to go see it, but then not spoil mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and I think they gave away too much in the trailer, uh, personally. And he's said. Mm. He was like, oh, wait, there's a lot more in the movie. I don't think there was a lot more in the movie. Um, but it was interesting that uh, he's been very vocal on that point for this movie. Okay. Uh, I guess maybe this is just me lately. I really have short-term memory uh, when it comes to trailers. I guess you're getting I've old. just gotten to the point. Well, I'm getting old, and <laughs> I just tune them out. I mean, we see so many movies, I just get tired of the trailers, so I'm usually on my phone during most of the trailers, so I, like, I'll maybe watch a trailer the first time I see it, and then from there on out, I basically just ignore it. So, there were certain moments I remembered from the trailer happening in this movie. Um, I, I, I do remember a couple things that I feel like were deceptively edited, which that actually was in a good way. Um because I wasn't sure how they were going to play out based on the trailer. And I think they did a good job of keeping you on your toes there. I mean, there was also the one like where he, you know, he has the the breath behind her with the cold air that was in there. And I mean, obviously, yes, you've got to sell it to a certain extent, but, um, well, even I, know, the, I, just... I mean, there's that, there's the paint, there's the, there you are, you know, like, like she figures oh, the paint out, was in the trailer. The paint was in the trailer. The fact that she found him later and said, there you are with the, uh, you know, when she was cutting her, her wrist, you know, that part, hmm. I mean, it didn't show her stabbing him, but it shows, you know, her saying that. It's like you sure. already f- know she finds out a way to figure him out. You know, well, and, and so, I mean, th- that's inevitable. Well, I sure, mean, but you don't need to see it and wait for that scene. Because even well, the, sure. so, there's a there was a guy sitting next to my wife who slept through the most of the movie, um, but he went up and went to the bathroom and came back uh, right after the paint scene, the fight scene, 
And he mm-hmm. goes, he goes, Oh, did I miss the paint? And like, he, like he knew, and that's what he was waiting for. And, and okay. then, uh, but that, that was in the trailer. Um, I have issues with that scene later on, but it was, uh, you saw most, I felt most of the movie. The only thing you didn't get to see was, uh, I don't think you saw the suit at all, but I don't remember seeing the suit, but I also don't remember seeing the paint. Um, I, and I'm wondering how many trailers they had. Cause like, I don't know if I saw the first one. And again, it could just be that I just tune it out now because I do not remember the paint scene at all being in the trailer. In fact, but I guess I'm trying to say, I don't remember much of the trailer to be perfectly honest. Like maybe kind of remember, um, a little bit of the, the restaurant scene in one, although that's the one I think is deceptively edited because you can't really tell what's, what's happening. Um, and then the cold breath, like outside of that, I don't really remember much more. Yeah. So diving in, what would you end up thinking? You just, just, um, you're fresh. Yeah. So I guess I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I think if I were to rate things like you do, where you really section them off into like, okay, if I'm only comparing this against horror movies, I probably would rate it a little bit higher than what I did, but I, I enjoyed it. And, and I actually, I don't know if it's right to call this a horror movie, I guess, I guess technically it probably is, but to me it was far more suspenseful than anything. It was more of kind of like edge of your seat as opposed to thriller. Yeah. Thriller suspense is what I'd call this. And I actually think that he did a really good job directing this because for the longest time you are filming um, terror from something that's not there. So he has to craft scenes, not just with writing, but with, camera angles and the framing of the scene he has to create that tenseness tension i don't know why i said tenseness he has to create that <laughs> tension with something that's not there on the screen i i think he filmed it incredibly well and i think it was solidly written i think the acting was really good across the board i never really thought it, it came across as cheesy at any time there, there were some a, a few predictable mm. moments like i think the only time that i really groaned really bad was when it was painfully obvious that she was trying to uh, get him to confess while she was wearing a wire. I was like, really? I mean, this movie's been fairly smart or cognizant of itself. And then we're, we're going to the old trope of like trying to get somebody to confess while wearing a wire. Like that was the only time I really felt like, eh. but uh, they kind of quickly redeemed themselves after that. I felt like, so I thought the writing was, I thought everything was above average, very solid across the board. Some things I thought were exceptional. Like I said, the, the, the directing and the filming I thought were really good. I thought the acting was really good. Um, and I thought they did the best that they could with taking a concept, uh, like I said, a classic monster movie, turning it on its head a little bit and, and running with it. Yeah, I'm, I do not agree with most of what you said. Uh, I did okay. think the uh, director did a good job. Uh, okay. The camera angles and filming. Uh, I do not agree with the writing, nor do I agree with the acting. Um, I think both of those things fell really flat for me. I thought it was very predictable. Um, there, there was no nothing that I thought was was smart or clever or new. I thought, oh, she's hiding this this suit. I wonder if she's going to wear it and be an invisible person like that. I'm, well, sure. I'm glad they didn't do the the. Oh, we're both invisible. <laughs> you know that would have been, that would have been awful. It, it would have been awful, but also you've never seen that before, so I wonder how that would have gone. And so that I was trying well, to think think of that in my head of two people like the like how would you film that of two people in a room trying to find one another and both being visible. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I was like, do I like that or do I not? And so I was like, oh, no. I, and so I started like, I think I do, but better than her just putting it on and, and killing him. I mean, that was it would have 
The like, how sophisticated is this suit that she just knows how to put it on the first time wearing it and all of a sudden she fires it up and I mean maybe it's just well, a button, I don't know. But that's the impression they gave in the when she turned it on and off in the lab was that it's just like a single button that comes on and uh, the cameras do all the work for you. On the wall, but not when she just has the suit. Well, I'm I'm sure he probably made it to wear I mean, why would you ever really want to turn it off, honestly, if you're wearing it? Um, so you can see it. But but I, I think the only way you could have got the dual invisible man fight is if both suits were glitching. I mean, that would have been the only way to do that because you'd have to give it some sort of anchor point. Otherwise, yeah, it's just a camera foolishly moving around and things being knocked over and you don't know who's winning or losing. I mean, that, that would be a miserably filmed scene. I th- I think that could have been done very of it just kind of panning through a room and like things being bumped or, you know, someone throwing something and seeing if it hits like, that I think that could have been a really cool scene. Um, I don't know, if but it also it yes, also could have been but... really bad too. So I, I give you <laughs> yes. that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't think the the risk reward would be enough weighted on the reward side to to risk it basically. Because I, I mean, maybe you film it and see what happens. But again, unless there's any kind of glitching going on, it, it would be an unbearably stupid scene. No, I I, I kind of like it now. I, I've not really thought this far into it, other than when I was there knowing that as soon as she took the suit that she was going to put it on later you know sure and so it's more of how is that going to go down but i did but there's some of that that you just you have to do i mean like i guess you didn't have to have her put the suit on but like i mean it makes sense in the context of what she was trying to do to to wrap things up from her perspective and be able to actually break free of this person and still not be charged with murder. So I guess I'm more speaking about the the refreshness of the writings that I didn't think it was overly tropey for a horror movie. I didn't think they relied on uh, jump scares. I thought the fact that they were able to take the invisible man, uh, we all know the story too, and and put a, like a tech spin on it, bring it into modern times. He's the full blown bad guy. He's, he's tormenting her. Nobody knows if she's actually seeing this stuff or not. I mean, we do from the audience's perspective, but the people in the story don't. Um, I thought there was just some some good, solid writing. I'm not saying it's like earth-shattering writing, but I also think that horror writing tends to be generally bad across the board. Now, every once in a while, you get the, you know, us and said this uh, is get out of the world. Yeah, I know. But what I'm also saying, though, is that it's probably also a horror movie. I think of it more as thriller and suspense, but I think it's going to get lumped into probably multiple buckets and it's going to be acknowledged as a horror movie i think so that's why i still keep giving it that label but again probably not groundbreaking but at the same time it also i didn't think it was like okay this is so stupid i've seen this 20 times before or why are they doing this i mean i just felt like it was competent and sometimes that goes a long ways in horror movies but i I do want to ask like what what's your problem with the acting because i actually thought the acting was really well I I am not a fan of Elizabeth Moss. Um, I've, I've seen her in Us, and mm-hmm. she's actually the one I replaced, I believe, on our episode. Um, I think she was like contorting her face in all sorts of different ways, and went trying to. It, it made it made me feel like her face was overacting in almost every scene, and I just didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I felt like that it was weird. Um, I thought she was a bad choice for this. And uh, spoiler alert for later on, but I just didn't, I, I don't like her as an actress, uh, or at least not her in this movie as an actress. Um, and my, my Elizabeth Moss is very limited, mind you, but uh, but both things that I've seen her in now, I she's the worst part of the movie. 
And so that's, yeah. that's the main, and she was basically the entire movie. So that really hurt, um, my perception of all this. So it was like, I liked the, uh, the cop. I liked the daughter. I even liked the sister. Um, the, the invisible man didn't really like his, that character, that actor. Um, sure. He was inconsequential really. Yeah. Uh, the brother I thought was fine. He was creepy, kind of scummy lawyer. I, I was okay with him. Um, but the whole plot that, uh, the ops <laughs> optic genius commits suicide. That's what the, uh, the newspaper says. And then, mm-hmm. um, then you convince your brother to murder people. I mean, n- none of it seemed believable to me. Like they would go well, from A to B and all of a sudden, like at least in, in hollow man, the, the stuff that he injects himself with makes him go crazy type of thing. And that's how you explain why he's murdering, you know, people. And this is like, all of a sudden he goes and convinces his brother to, to murder a bunch of cops. Like it's a, uh, it's a actually, weird leap. I, I actually think it's a, a nice bit of refreshment that we're not dealing with like a science experiment gone wrong that makes the guy go crazy. I mean, again, we've seen it. So we've seen, sure we've seen it, it, but it makes, I can get behind that rationale. Yeah. I mean, that's fine, but I, I like the spin on this one, but I want to go back to Elizabeth Moss before we go down the plot a little bit more, because I think you're, I think you're right. She, this whole movie is basically on her. Everybody else is an ancillary character. She's the only one doing anything. She's having to act against nobody else in the room. Um, you know, it, so it's really on her performance and I mean, I couldn't disagree more. I, I think that she carried the movie uh, perfectly. I mean, I think she felt real to me. Like she felt like um, this is somebody who is really being tormented by stuff. And I think it was written all over her face. And I think that's exactly what sold it all for me was she, she looked and felt in every scene to me, like she was not just scared of the boogeyman that's coming after her because that is part of what's happening, but like that she's somebody who has been mentally tormented and anguished and is losing her mind because she's experiencing this thing that nobody else believes her. And she thinks she's going, I mean, she doesn't think she's going insane, but you can kind of feel that break inside of her that she just wants somebody else to believe her because she knows what is happening and I thought it was super convincing across the board. I thought she was fantastic. Now, do I think Elizabeth Moss is, you know, one of the top actors of our time? No, but I felt like for this movie and this role, I thought she crushed it. Yeah, and and people agree with you online. I I don't at all. Like people say that she did better than uh, Lupita, and I don't agree with that. Um, was the other one they're comparing the other horror movie that just came out? Oh. uh uh, Midsummer saying that better than Florence Pugh, and I, and I don't think so there either. Um, I thought she had a worse than both of those two performances, and I just can't get on board with <laughs> with her as an actress so far. And again, mind you, I saw there was what three minutes in Us where she's a psycho and attacking people, yeah. and then this movie's my only. I haven't seen anything else, so that's the only thing I'm gauging it on. I just did not, I did not dig her in this at all. Hmm. Yeah, I I thought I, I thought she was great. Now, if we're talking about comparing to Lupita and Florence, I I don't know. I'd have to go revisit those old movies because older movies shouldn't say old movies, but they they have very different feels to them, right? I mean, this one is somebody being tormented basically to the point of insanity. Uh, Lupita was great in us, but she was playing two different roles, two very different roles. Um, 
that aren't really, I don't even think related to what Elizabeth Moss was trying to pull off. And then Florence is in a very artistic horror film where it's more cult-like. And I don't, I guess I see them as three very different roles. So it's very hard for me to compare them across the board. And I think they all three did a really good job at what they were being asked to do. I'm not, I'm not sure how I would rank them basically. Uh, I, it'd be one and two and then like Elizabeth at like 40 to me. Yeah. But like this is not even, it not even the like, same conversation. And so it sounds like you just have a personal vendetta against Elizabeth Moss. Well, it's not a vendetta I, if it's I, brand new, you know, I, well, I saw this movie I, did not like her in it. And I uh, feel it, like what you're saying is that if it was just somebody else, but giving this same performance, you would have been fine. No, it's, it's perf- almost like you're saying the, per- okay. the performance was not, was not, is why I don't think she did good. It's her performance here. Uh, if somebody, I, I just don't, if Florence Pugh gave this same performance, I would not like it. That, I, I, that's that's I the know. thing. I'm getting I have a here. hard time believing that. I, I just don't see how you thought this was a bad performance. I didn't, I did not enjoy her in this movie. Okay. So, I mean, I, I do think you would I mean, be in the minority. I mean, in that. There, there's some that's writing and there's some that's, that's her choice and, but it's, uh, or even directing, um, we, we can get into that a little bit. Like if you're well, walking around okay, looking for an invisible man and you're swing, you, you swing the freaking knife. You don't walk around with it um, pointed straight forward. That's silly. okay. But I, I mean, I, I, again, I'm, I'm do, getting, I'm getting more into just, the movie itself, but, uh, but all of, helicopter? all of it, all of it, you want to just rotate through every room, just like a helicopter, just Wouldn't like constantly you? spinning. If you know, there's well, an invisible man, I hear you at least you'd be swinging it in front of you not just I holding mean, it straight. I mean, come on. Who knows? Who knows what they would do? But if we're gonna devolve this into like, you know, the practicality of the of the writing in this, I mean, we all can think of how we would home alone this situation. I mean, she did throw. Okay, you, you're being attacked, ground, and so. you know there's an invisible man, and they turn on the sink, and you walk over there and just turn off the sink. I mean, really? Come on. I, I know, but if this is what we're gonna, do, I mean, and you speaking can do of, this with okay, we're, we're on every the paint scene. single movie. We're on the paint scene. Okay, how does he get the paint off him? Well, yeah, I, I don't really know. Uh, so maybe his... all these little intricate cameras, and she dumps paint on him, and all of a sudden, the paint, it showed him turn the sink on, and then there's paint all in the sink, but she was looking at the sink when the sink came on. So it's not like he's sitting there, and then he's sitting there washing his face off, and all of a sudden, all the paint comes off? You, you don't think that a genius would have took that into account that in order for this no. to work it needs to make sure that the cameras can't be covered so you put some kind of material on there so that it, it, nothing can stick to it no i don't because that well if if that was the case then why would there be a uh, paint in the sink it would just slid right off well maybe because he went over there and it still had some sliding off <laughs> i don't know i mean the thing is is you can do this with every movie and say like i would have done this or i, I can't but have we're getting into, into the movie now and i'm just saying that there's a lot of things like that in this movie that's just that's just silly i know yeah. i i just i feel like there's movies where like every movie you can almost pick apart somebody could have done this or should have done this or i would have done this and sometimes i think that's valid sometimes i think it's hypercritical and i think especially in horror movies they're always filled with like oh i would have done this or i could have done this i just would have turned i just would have stood in the closet with my back to the wall and called the cops and just stood there and never moved i mean sure but that doesn't make for a good movie but that's and two different things the, i mean her we waving the, the knife yes she should have done that and that's where you're talking about but the paint coming off his invisible suit when the other guy it stuck to it the what was it? The, the uh, fire extinguisher fire stuff. Is stuck to his suit. And sure. So that kind of defeats that that idea right there. Shouldn't have yeah. just fallen off. I mean, off, some of but... it's just 
some of it's just the writing. You got to have it. It's the same reason. Like, yeah, there's a there's a issue that I have with um, something later on where like when the suit starts to malfunction, like clearly they wrote it in a way where it malfunctions when they need it to malfunction and then doesn't when it doesn't. Like there's there was no consistency there. Like you know when it's flickering, like it, it's only like when he needs to hide from somebody, it magically stops flickering. Mm-hmm. And that's well, the even, kind of stuff. Where even it's though like, she's stabbing okay. him in the camera, or even in the chest with the pen multiple times, breaking it, and I, I felt like those couple cameras should have been probably you know like yeah. see little spots or something. Yeah, there is small stuff like that. I, I agree, but I mean. I just feel like you can dissect movies to like the nth degree about I would have done this or she should have done that. And unless it becomes like crazy egregious, like I tend to just overlook those things in movies because you just have to go into it expecting that. Well, and we're in that same scene of the glitching. Well, he's trying to pretend like he doesn't exist, right? And he's killing most, almost all the guards, but then he leaves... The guards. Well, no, he didn't. He say that they needed to leave witnesses because basically he was trying to. Uh, he, what was the thread there? There was some reason why he wanted to leave witnesses because when they finally get to to Adrian, the guy who's doing all of it, he talks about the setup there. Um, and I don't know if it was because he was trying to setting up his brother so that he needed there to be witnesses that that was actually that guy there, and then he was going to take the fall. I think that's what it was. So that that would make sense as to why he's just not killing everybody and why he's okay with being seen. How lazy is that? It's his brother that we killed. I, I don't know. I, I didn't like any of that. Any of yeah, that. but I think that makes sense in the context of the story. I mean, they set him up as uh, this really abusive guy who is doing this not just to his brother but to his girlfriend too. And clearly he's able to manipulate and control his brother in a way that put him in a situation that he feels like he has to go do this. I mean, it, it makes sense when you understand that this bad guy that we're dealing with is a manipulative guy who exerts his control over everybody to the point of, you know, fracturing their minds and, and wanting to, uh, you know, go through this whole elaborate scheme just to manipulate her. It does make sense that he would be able to force his brother into doing this kind of stuff for him. I mean, it, it adds up to me. Okay. Well, I, I don't buy it. I think it's, I don't like it. And that's what I'm saying. I would prefer that. Like it, that fits in line with the villain. Like you, you might not, I guess, like it, but if you're setting him up as this manipulator, then it's easy to believe that if what he's doing to Elizabeth Moss and he's pulling this off, that he could convince his brother to do this other stuff. I, I prefer that kind of angle to it than to, you know, Oh, I did a science experiment gone wrong. Now I'm actually invisible and it's changing my stuff. I mean, that's been done not just in Hollow Man, but in other movies before we've gone down that path. So at least this is a different take on that where it's like, no, this guy's just genuinely a bad guy who just happens to figure out how to become invisible. Well, Hollow Man does that too, by the way. But we can get into that later if you like. Not really. <laughs> let Hollow Man die. Let, let the past die. The uh, So, I mean, I just didn't... The, there's scenes that I liked... And but my my take was at least for the first half of the movie would have enjoyed not knowing that it was an invisible man and maybe it was some paranormal something and then figured out because when it was him in the room as an invisible man it wasn't that scary to me but if it was perhaps 
you know, he committed suicide and now he's haunting her. And I don't know the difference there. Then to me, that, that puts a different creepiness level to it. But then my, uh, and then at the end, it, show, it could be, you still have the same ending, but at least market it differently to where this could potentially be, you know, paranormal stuff that's, that's after her. And then, uh, <laughs> my, my wife said, well, then you have a Scooby-Doo ending of, oh, it was you all along in a mask, <laughs> you know? Right. And, uh, yeah. I, I get that part, but I just don't think the scary scenes, which I thought were done really well, could have been more impactful if I thought, if I didn't already know it was just a guy in a suit. Well, right. But that goes back to my point in the beginning and I won't disagree with you, which is that, I mean, you're kind of just in a way turned off by the idea of the classical invisible man, right? Like it, you know what it is, you know, what's going to, it's like if they come out with a Wolfman movie, like could they make the werewolf be really cool and stuff? Sure. But there's, there's some things that you know are just going to be there. He's going to turn when there's a full moon, there's going to be silver bullets. Like I get it, but now you're almost getting into not criticisms of this movie, but almost of like the movie industry itself with trailers and marketing and, and what they should do. And I, you know, you and I have talked a lot before about faking people out, like call it something different, do something else with a trailer and then do the bait and switch on them. And I mean, it's a real big risk, but I think most people don't have those feelings like you and I do, but because we watch so many movies, but I, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't have hated going into it thinking that I, well, maybe not thinking that it's paranormal, but just not knowing for sure, right. I guess. But the problem is like, if you do things like the minute she goes down and sees a lab, you know, you're immediately going to be like, oh, <laughs> right. okay, well, right. this is obviously you don't, you don't have that scene. Uh, and whether it's in her mind, because we could have thought it was in her mind, you know, that she's just going crazy and making this up. There's movies that, that do that. Uh, then they have the paranormal side or right. guy in an invisible suit, which probably would have been your last thought of what it was if you didn't sure. already know this was called The Invisible Man. Yeah. I don't disagree. I, I'm all, and that's where I, you know, again, bringing it full circle to the beginning. I, I'm inching closer and closer to just never watching trailers anymore. Now, given in the case of this movie, the title gives it away. So, <laughs> right. you know, that's a, that's a little bit of a different story, but I think what we're both saying is that, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel like you and I are both inching towards like, let's just, we need to start going into movies, not knowing anything hardly. I do my best. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, especially when you go see movies like us, and there's 20 minutes of previews before there. I mean, I can only I can I can divert my eyes. It's a little bit harder to divert my ears. I guess I could, you know, have my wife text me when the when the previews are over and go in after that. But I don't know. Can, Gotta figure something out though. Can we spend a, a little bit of time on Aldous Hodge's triceps? Oh yeah, he was huge. They were like, like baseballs on the side, back of his <laughs> arms. Like, like well, like, what's wow. weird is like he's not one of those guys that like when he's wearing a suit and tie or a shirt and tie, like he looks that big. Like, okay, yeah, he's built. But then like he had that one scene. I was like, dude's jacked. Like, where where did that come from? Did you know he's in Die Hard with a Vengeance? I did because I looked at his filmography to try and figure out where I recognized him from because I couldn't place it the entire movie. Well, I doubt you'd place him from there because he was nine. No. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. It was uh Oh no I'm Straight forgetting. Out of Compton? Yes, straight out of Compton. That's what it was. Aldous Hodge, yep. Okay. Yeah. So I liked him a lot. I hope to see him in more stuff. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. But beyond beyond that No, thank you. <laughs> Disagree on that. But that sounds like we're also running out of things to say. I am running out of things to say. All right, let's get to it. I am Thor, son of Odin, and as long as there is life in my breast, I 
I'm running out of things to say. Are you ready? What'd you rate it? I gave this a two. Oh my sweet lord, what is happening? A two? Two. Is You're saying boat. this is a below average, and you you even section these off into horror movies? This is a below average, yes. Oh my god, redeeming I, I redeeming think... qualities it did not have. No, like it wasn't I, I it think... wasn't clever. Uh, the the way that it was filmed is the only thing that I'll give you because I agree um, that was good, but what you're filming what was not, and so I didn't like the story. I didn't like the acting, and that's a big piece of a movie. So, two. I just feel like you are going to uh, be backed into a really ugly corner at some point with that because that that's too low. At the very least, at at the floor, this is an average movie. This is not below average anyway, especially when you say you cordon things off into horror movies like. Event Horizon being a four and this being a two is crazy. Uh, I saw earlier that you rated Hollow Man a two and a half. There's yeah. no world in which Hollow Man is better than this movie. I watched uh, Hollow Man this morning because I couldn't get no. out of my head that I was like, well, at least it was better than Hollow Man is what I thought when I left the theater. And then I was like, I haven't seen Hollow Man in about 15 years and I'm just going based There's on There's a reason for that. And so uh, I watched it this morning and it's not terrible. Kevin Bacon, Elizabeth Shue, Josh Brolin. Actually, and the effects actually hold up, which from 2000 surprised me. I thought it was going to be really cheesy. Um, I mean, it's an invisible man, but it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I, and I enjoyed the movie. It was an average movie. It wasn't a great movie, but I enjoyed it more than, than this one. Yeah. I mean, that. I, I just feel like when we get to the end of 2020, uh, there will be some reckoning that needs to happen um, because... Two is way too low for this movie. No, it 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 did it did nothing. It did nothing cool. And it was, I, I, it was I would disagree. Like, I was like, okay, you know. And as at the, even as it ended, I was meh. Like that's how even a stakeout, and he's sitting there in the car with the light on. Like, why are you listening with the light on in your car? Yeah, who, who, I mean, I, okay, sure, I'm nitpicking, Fine. but it's like everything in the movie. Like they're talking, she calls into the the brothers, <laughs> into his office, and to tell uh, Adrian to stop, and he happens to have his suicide photos there on his desk. I mean, like that's just cheesy, and and like why are you have a, an envelope full of your dead brother's pictures there on your desk? Yeah, that's not I mean, what they were talking about. <laughs> the, the, all, uh, of, all of, I didn't like yeah. the writing, I didn't like the acting, and, and okay. so here, so here we are. That's fine. You can own that. I would uh, not I want to own. Uh, out of horror movies that you specifically say you are only rating them against other horror movies, you're saying this was below average compared to the whole rest of the volume of horror movies. That that is mind boggling to me. Yep. Because horror movies. I mean, can at, be at best, at best is two and a half. But I felt and I feel today is it's a two. Could I eventually watch it and say okay, two and a half? So maybe. Maybe gets to a two and a half, but it's definitely not a three or okay. or above. All right, you you own this then. I, I don't Deal. want any part of that. I'll sit right on that. What about <laughs> you? Right, well, where, where are you at? I'm at a three and a half. I thought it was a well above average horror movie. I was pleasantly surprised. I I, I did not think much of it going into it. I I thought okay, you know, well, I'll probably 
think it's fine. I mean, uh, you know, Lee Wanell's got some good movies to his name. Uh, I enjoyed Upgrade. And so coming off of that, I was like, okay, well, this has some potential. But again, there's probably gonna be some cheesiness and hokiness around it. And and I will admit there there is some of that there. And just like with most movies, especially horror movies, there tends to be some plot stuff that, you know, you have to overlook. But even outside of that, I thought Elizabeth Moss was great. I thought it was a, a refreshing great, take hold on. on great. Well, great for the what she did. I mean, horror movies have like a ceiling for me, but I believed every second of her on screen. I didn't have a problem with her facial expressions, the what she was saying, how she was acting. She felt like she was tormented to her wit's end. I, I bought into her performance completely. So yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's just no ridiculous. I mean, just put great on that. Okay. I mean, I, I would much rather look. If we're gonna die on the hill of me saying her performance in this movie was great, or giving this movie a two, I will take my her performance as great and run with that. <laughs> versus the this movie is a two. Okay. So I I genuinely thought it was good. Um, you know, kind of one of those edge of your seat movies that I thought they did a great job of filming. I, I really liked everything across the board. And honestly, we haven't we haven't talked about one of the best scenes in the in the movie yet, but that's okay because it's it's coming up here in a second, and we'll just we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Well, but I'm at a three and a half. Well, go right into it. What was the best scene in the movie? I thought the sister's death in the restaurant was the best scene in the movie. Mm. I thought that... Uh, that was I, I, was I was completely caught off guard. It was kind of one of those things where um, like, they, they timed it beautifully because there's all this... You know, she's getting ready to spill her guts about like, you know, I need you to believe me and all this. And the waiter keeps interrupting. There's all this stuff happening. And then all of a sudden the sister stops and they cut to the knife and it's floating and like you should know instantaneously I, I guess i should have felt like i knew quicker what was about to happen but it's kind of like you see it floating like uh, 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 and before your brain can fire then it like slits her throat and you're like oh oh like it just kind of it was just really well done and one of those moments in a movie where you're just like oh crap i i didn't see that coming or i couldn't get my brain to fire fast enough to figure it out and and that's rare for me because we see so many movies that usually i think I'm ahead of the game, but this one got me. So I, I really enjoyed that. And that was very abrupt. So that was, that was a good scene. I, did, I didn't mm -hmm. see that coming then either. So yeah, that was good. Uh, I went with uh, the feet on the sheet. I thought that was the okay. cre creepiest part of the movie was that scene right there where all yeah. of a sudden you're pulling and it won't pull and you see the feet on the sheet. Like that was, mm -hmm. that was to me the best, the best scene in, in the movie. Yeah, I, I could see that. That definitely creepy for sure i do think it's interesting that neither of us went with the psych ward scene considering i actually thought that was pretty well done uh sorry the the fighting scene in the psych ward oh yeah it was okay i mean i mean you could you could clearly tell that he's got some of those action chops that he showed in upgrade yeah yeah and i mean by then you know you're you're out of horror and you're into action yeah uh, i was going more the one that I didn't think it did anything standout-ish. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That scene. But uh, the feet on the sheet was the good, good yeah. scene for me. I, I do wish that in that scene... Well, you, you know what? We'll just go into the one thing we could change because I think it's going to kind of slide right, right go in ahead. here. I mean, I, I, I said this earlier. It's kind of small. But it does go into that action scene in the psych ward. I, it really just kind of rubbed me the wrong way that the suit was flickering conveniently overly conveniently right like it's flickering when 
she needs to see him or when one of the guards needs to see him, but then it's magically not flickering when like three of the other guards come around the corner. And I thought there was maybe a better way they could have done that where it's like not so convenient. Um, so I, I think I would go with that. But my other contender was I, I kind of wish that scene was more brutal. Like I know he's trying to leave witnesses for what we talked about earlier, but upgrade was brutal. And this is already an R it's already a horror movie. So what's really holding you back? Like let's see some broken bones and some, you know, some more gore and let's see that go nuts. I, I think between those two things, I would have tweaked that action scene a little bit, even though I thought it was a good action scene. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I did have an issue when it was glitching and she's outside in the rain. Like I didn't understand, like she has the gun pulled mm-hmm. and she's hiding behind cars. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, he didn't have a gun. Like, like your whole advantage is visual here <laughs> and you're, mm-hmm. and you're waiting for him to glitch and you're limiting anything you could see, you know, by hiding behind cars and you're out in the open, you know, trying to find yeah. any, any sort of movement I, in the rain was helping you. I just didn't, <laughs> like, I didn't, yeah. didn't understand the, the why there. But, yeah. So, but okay. That's not what I changed, but that's just, that's that sure. whole scene was, was weird when I mean, she was waiting for glitches and then decide to hide. I do have a plot question for you there, though. I guess I was thinking that part of the reason why the rain was going to be valuable to her is that even if he's invisible, he still has mass. Right. So you would hit the suit and you could see it. Yeah, you would be able to see the outline of the suit, but like that's not really where they went with it. I don't think, unless she was thinking that, but they didn't really play into it. Or am I missing something? No, they they didn't. That that was my point. Okay. Is that you have the rain and you have the glitching, and then she's the one hiding from sight. And yeah, she, and she has and I, a gun, and it's like that's. Like she was hunting him at that point already. Right. And it was just a weird, weird choice for her to do that. Cause then you made the movie small again, which allows him to sneak up on her. Uh, right. Well, and I also think that's the reason why he lifted the lid of that trunk open. Oh, so for like, sure. I don't, I don't think we ever got the shot. I was hoping to see the shot of like the outline of his body formed by the rain. Like, or it, you wouldn't really see like a hole in the rain. You'd like see Daredevil? It, uh, yeah, it'd be like dripping, right? I mean, <laughs> right. that's kind of what it'd be like. But then, yeah, that's the reason why he had the trunk open was because I guess he was anticipating that he could be seen in the rain, even though I'm not sure. I, I'm not quite sure if she was thinking that or not. Like, I, I don't I don't know. They didn't give me enough info to make me think that she was thinking that. You know, it would have been great if he was like along the wall thinking he couldn't be seen. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's glitching and she's like, I can see you over there. You right. know, but, but actively looking like he's trying to hide. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your suit's your suit's not on, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the one thing you would change? Um, the 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 phone in the attic made no sense to me. Yeah, I don't, that was that was no good. Like, why was there a knife in a bag? Especially right. if he was going to do that, why would you put your phone up there, thinking that she might call it at some point? And then uh, I get stashing. If you're just hiding her plans for some reason to make her look silly. Um, but I don't, I don't get the why lure her up there. There is no point to that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought maybe I missed something there. In that, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, the only thing I could think of was to get her hands on the knife. But you did that later, anyways. And she already had you... it on the knife. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I there's got to be something there that that we're missing. But if not, and that was just stitched together, that's just kind of a bad reason to get her up in the attic to then pour the paint like i guess i i don't know i had some same questions there so it sounds like neither you or i really understood the the i guess goal there no i don't understand his his side of it and then has another phone there to because wouldn't 
if anybody would have tried to call him ever, you know, that would have gone off. Yeah, it would have always been buzzing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, it just, I didn't get, like, I liked her trying to be, I guess, smart with, uh, I forgot what she put on the floor. Um, The coffee grounds. Coffee grounds. You know, obviously that didn't pay off. Um, Also done in Hollow Man and doesn't pay off. The girl Mm -hmm. sprays blood all over the floor and he doesn't walk through it. Um, You know, I was like, (laughs) okay, you avoided that. Um, Yeah. It's like, and then you go up in the attic. Like, if you truly think he's stalking you, do you crawl up there anyway? Uh, Right. I I don't know. None of her doing that is one thing, but then the whole reason for him doing that is, is. is weird very weird to me i I will agree with you on that one i will absolutely give you so of all the things that's probably a small change to make this movie better for me but uh, i'll that's my my one scene that really stood out as as weird and okay took me out all right so So what's your casting change since i think we all know who you're taking out i'm taking out uh, elizabeth moss Mm -hmm. um and i'm adding uh Evan Rachel Wood in there. Mm, uh, I don't think I like that. Yeah, it. Uh, she's not a list, and I don't believe neither is Elizabeth, and fits with the rest of the casting. And I think uh, she would do a, a good job at this. I think she fits. I'm not doubting that she would do a good job, but I just I don't feel like you're really getting anything there. I like, honestly, I like her in Westworld, and I think uh, it's a it's a big upgrade. Pun intended. Mm. All right, well, agree to disagree on that one, but I, I don't know how I could refute it. So what what did you do? Well, I liked everybody, so I had to go skimming around. And sometimes when I'm looking for uh, inspiration on this one, I will go with um, somebody that I saw on the screen. I'm like, is this this other guy that I think it is? But it's not. Um, <laughs> so the brother is okay. Michael Dorman, who I haven't really seen him in much of anything. But like for the first few times they showed him, I thought he was Bill Skarsgård, the guy who plays uh, Pennywise in It. He kind of had that same vibe to me. So I just went with that. I just said, fine, take that guy out, which I thought the brother did a fine job, but we're forced into casting changes here. So I said, okay, That's put your Bill Skarsgård in there. Yeah, Not, not even the Invisible Man at the end? No, because I, I, I thought he was fine. I mean, everybody's... It, it was basically Elizabeth Moss, and then there's everybody else. So, I mean, I, at that point, I'm flipping coins, and I might as well go with a guy who I was sitting there questioning for the first few times I saw on the screen whether it was him or not. Oh, I thought that was, uh, I thought he was less than fine. Um, I would have oh. removed him, but he was such a small part of the movie. I don't think it would have yeah. mattered. Um, yeah. but, um, I thought the brother did, did good. I'd say between him and mm-hmm. the, the cop, they, they were the two best, uh, performances in this movie. Can't agree with you there. Yep. Yep. All right. What award are you giving this movie? Uh well, this reigns supreme so far as the worst Elizabeth Moss movie. Okay, out of what two? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I I guess I based on what you said, I clearly cannot dispute that because well, it's not uh, better than us, right? Uh no, it's not better than us. Okay. I I also haven't looked to see what Elizabeth Moss is in, which I'm sure is a lot more than just two things, like that Handmaid's Tale, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. Uh, it looks like she was in Old Man and the Gun, which I saw that. Um, but clearly I have not seen a lot of Elizabeth Moss movies. She struck me as kind of a, a side character girl in a lot of like romantic comedies, but I, I don't think that's what she's actually done. But that's how she kind of strikes me. I think... Oh, yeah. she was in Suburban Commando. Oh, I'd have to watch that again <laughs> to, to fully yeah. rank that. But it's definitely better than this, so... 
Oh, Jesus. Whatever. Okay. Um, so I am going to give it uh, my favorite reimagining of a classic monster movie. So, no, and I wouldn't even no, say no, it's no, not, no, no, no. It's not no. always a reimagining, but I, I, I know you're big on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I'm yes. not. I, I don't even remember the last time I saw it. But like, if you take any of the Frankensteins, I like it better than um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which, uh, you know, whatever. Um, Wolfman, like I said, The Mummy, I, even going back to the Brendan Fraser mummies, whatever. Um, I, I like this one. Oh no, this is. I mean, Dracula Untold is better. Um, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, you just mentioned, even Wolfman, uh, even Monster Squad, it's better. Yeah, no, nah, I and I wouldn't consider Monster Squad <laughs> that. I'm saying it like has to be like they have to be in like the titular role, right? Like it's got to be their movie, and that's not really what Monster Squad is. They were the monsters. Yeah, I know, but you know what I'm saying. I, mean, I, I don't know. And I, honestly, like most Dracula movies, don't really work for me. I, I just I don't know. It's just that old thing where like I feel like I've seen every incarnation of vampires that we're gonna see. Dracula uh, two thousand. I would have to even think about what my favorite vampire movie is. I mean, like maybe Blade. I don't know. There's a lot of vampire movies. Yeah, exactly. I don't think and I can answer that right on the spot. Average. <laughs> no, I don't think I could either. All right. So the last one. If you like this movie, you would also like Hollow Man. Jesus. Okay. Maybe I actually tried to go off the beaten path on this one, and you took my role of just going for the gimme. Well, I mean, again, I, I watched Hollow Man, and if you like the invisible guy creeping around and killing people, I think uh, mm-hmm. that's it, it actually is not as bad as I remembered it being. Um, Elizabeth Shue, uh, I love. Uh, Brolin, I love. Kevin Bacon, I'm not overly high on, but he did. <laughs> yeah. he, he was hollow, so... That, uh, he's that, not hollow. He okay. So I, <laughs> I had the same complaint as you did. As he's not hollow. But when he puts his little uh, mask on and the eyes are hollow and the mouth is hollow, maybe that's where they're going. <sighs> or are you going with his morals? As he never had, never had morals. Who so is morally hollow? So I went with both. Honestly, those. I I like my scenario the best, which is that they didn't want to have to pay rights to Universal oh, for absolutely. Invisible Man, so they just went with Hollow Man. Well, that's the why. But Hollow Man still kind of makes sense. If you're looking yeah. at it through those those lens, but sure. uh, it uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Wasn't good. Okay. But it wasn't bad. Okay. Well, I can't argue with it because it's clearly the Invisible Man, so I, it's I, I can't dispute it. Um, but I tried to go a little bit different. I tried to put some more thought into it, like Ghost like you tended to do in the past. No, I went with um, Sleeping with the Enemy, the old Julia Roberts movie from the '90s. Gosh, I don't know if. I've even seen all of that. So it's basically the fact that uh, her, I think it's her husband is extremely abusive and she tries to find a way out and she fakes her death. I I believe it's by going overboard on a boat maybe and then moves to a different town and tries to live a different life. But then her husband finds out and then starts to torment her, but always from like, not directly, always from the sidelines. So I'm definitely going with the more of the, um, you know, guy tormenting the woman aspect of this but because he does it in ways that he like never really presents himself it is kind of like invisible but for different reasons like i always remember the fact that there's this one scene where she goes into her kitchen and all of the canned goods have been alphabetized and lined up and she freaks out because that's what he was like one of those ocd guys who was all into that stuff so it just kind of reminded me of that in in a way so i I try to get away from the whole invisible man aspect but keep some of the same feel and concept and and you get uh julia roberts in sleeping with the enemy it's not a bad choice i don't remember most of it um i remember it being somewhat good i think Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's solid. It's a, it's truly been 20 years at the sure. very least since I've seen it. But also, uh, as you were describing that, it really reminded me a lot of uh, What Lies Beneath with Harrison Ford sure. and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep, Pfeiffer's. Uh, Pfeiffer's, yeah. It. Uh, I think if you liked this, you'd really like that. I think it. Uh, yeah. it's a very, very good movie. Agreed. It's a little weird. I will say <laughs> sure. it's 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 a touch weird, but the majority of the movie is very good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the Invisible Man. That's the Invisible Man. All right, Carson. Where can they find you on Twitter? Can we Invisible Men and a woman? Yeah, that's true. But that would give too much away. <laughs> at Carson Graff, G R A F F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G A R R E T T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies, or email us at Two Views Movies at Gmail don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. We are there. If you're on Apple, be sure to leave a review and help spread the word uh, that you like the show. Uh, don't forget, hashtag two views cannonball. Share this episode for your chance to get free tickets to come meet up with us and see New Mutants on April 2nd. We are off next week because I am traveling, but I think we will probably still give people a chance to maybe win. Maybe? Yeah. We'll see. So off next week. Uh, look for your chance to win again next week and uh, we will be back in a few weeks with another new episode catch you next time what should we do next something good something bad bit of both bit of both